0: You're listening to a BGE podcast. salmon we're talking wood chunks we're talking a little bit of seasoning and stepping up your game with salmon Hey folks, welcome back to the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I am, yes, that's right, the most interesting griller in the world. I, you know, <laughs> I you know, I say that and uh and it's become kind of a thing uh going back to the YouTube days, uh pretty far back and uh I'm trying to remember. Exactly. You know, I used to do some some videos where I just kind of made fun of or joked around a little bit with uh, some popular commercials or other YouTubers or other, other things. And there was a commercial of a guy, kind of a Spanish guy, uh, and... Um, I think he was, you know, the most interesting man in the world or something like that. And, and so, uh, I, I did little parody commercials, kind of, uh, YouTube videos Uh, that, that kind of led to that, you know, talking about, you know, I don't always cook on a, uh, on a ceramic grill, but when I do, you know, I, I use a big green egg, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, and that, that kind of, took off a little bit, uh, for me on, on the channel and, uh, several folks kind of picked up on that. And, yeah, and, uh, that's kind of where I got the idea of uh, the most interesting griller in the world. So in case you were wondering about that, it was really a joke, but it just kind of stuck. And, um, you know, some other folks have, uh, kind of kept that going <laughs> with me. So I have fun with it. I like it. I enjoy it. And, uh, so yeah, let's keep it up. You know, uh, uh, a lot of folks been throwing down some awesome food here lately. We've had some wonderful weather for it, and uh, folks have been cooking pizzas, cooking briskets and ribs and beef ribs as well as pork ribs, pulled pork. I mean, just all kinds of things that people have been doing, and uh, it's been awesome. I appreciate everybody sending me an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com, and let me know what they're cooking and how things are turning out. Always good to hear from y'all. So keep that up for sure. Um, a few questions have come in. One concerning, uh, you know, what as far as what do I like better, a pellet grill or, or charcoal? Um, and, I, you know, I don't use gas grills. At least not the traditional gas grills. I do have a flat top, which is propane, and uh, you know that I, I like that. Well, and I haven't used it during the winter, but once you know, spring is definitely in full force, and you know, as summer comes, we'll be using the flat top a little bit more uh, for for some cooks and just enjoying the backyard uh, as as we like to do. But when it comes to the pellet and and the charcoal you know, a lot of folks go to pellet for convenience more than anything else. And I get it. I, I understand. And there are some things that the pellet grills do amazing uh, when it comes to poultry. I, I think the, it's hard to beat the pellet grills when it when it comes to poultry. Now, I, I mean, not, don't get me wrong, the, the big green egg, I'll, you know, I use the big green egg for all that, but I, I have a pellet smoker as well. And we definitely uh, will fire it up and put Some uh, poultry, chicken wings or whatever. When I do chicken wings, it's usually on the pellet grill, Uh, even though I don't do those that often. But uh, whole chickens, yeah, I mean, just things like that, especially when it comes to chicken skin and and bone-in chickens, uh, quarters, legs, you know, uh, thighs, all that. It it just, I, I just really like how the pellet grill does all that. But overall, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pick charcoal every time. And there, there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, you know, a lot of folks think that the pellet grill, you can, you know, you fire it up faster, uh, than a charcoal. And that isn't necessarily the case at all that I found. I mean, I usually get the big green egg fired up and ready to cook on, you know, in, in 10, 15 minutes, depending on the temperature I'm going for. Uh, you I know, usually take my time, usually not too concerned about it. I'm not trying to do things in a big hurry. But if I needed to and I wanted to, I could definitely have the Big Green Egg fired up and ready to go, uh, probably before a pellet grill would, would come up to temp. But with that said, uh, a lot of folks, they they think you can't get, or maybe they, you know they don't want a heavy smoke profile, smoke flavor, and so they want to go with the pellet. And there are ways to get smoke with the pellet grills, and and we've mentioned it before uh, on 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 the podcast. And uh, before we get into the cook of this week that I'm going to talk about, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about this uh, idea of the uh, of both the smoke tubes of the pellet grills uh, versus the uh, <clears throat> you know the Charcoal grills, and the thing about the pellet grills is you you can get a smoke flavor. I, I think I, I mean there there is a difference <clears throat> for sure when it comes from from charcoal to to the pellets. But I think you can get a pretty good smoke from a pellet grill. But there is a few tricks to it. First of all, is starting off really low temps. We're talking you know two hundred eight two hundred degrees. 180 to 200, you know, no more than 225 to start with. And that will make your smoke a little bit heavier, a little bit thicker, you know, as far as really infusing it into your food. And do that for about yeah, the first 30, 45 minutes into a cook and then turn the grill up to whatever temp you're going to be cooking at and finish out your cook. And that will help get a lot more smoke flavor into your food. So that that's the... That, that's the first tip. Of course, there are the smoke tubes that you can get uh, and you put pellets in those and, and get some smoke going to help with that. But, uh, you know, it is hard to beat, though, the charcoal grills, especially, you know, something like a whether it's a Weber or a Big Green Egg, it's hard to beat a charcoal grill. But also, what kind of wood do I use for for different cooks? Uh Again, these are things that I know we've discussed and talked about in in, uh, past programs, but sometimes I think folks either forget or uh, they get, sometimes we get in a groove. You know, I got in a groove for a long time of using oak or even hickory. And then I I get, you know, I get reminded about other woods. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to try that. Whether it's sassafras, whether it's pecan, or whether it's the, Fruit woods like apple or peach or persimmon, and you know, and even some of the uh, the maple wood as well. And so, <clears throat> that's something that I think sometimes we we kind of forget about. And using those, the you know, that different woods, I think, is really important to see how it interacts with the meat. You know, how it affects the flavor of the meat. For example, you know, I really love pecan and peach combination when it comes to beef, especially brisket. I, I think it just does a really wonderful job. The one of the first keys to that though is having a neutral, you know, charcoal that allows you to add that wood flavor. Because most of your charcoals are going to be an oak and hickory mix, sometimes an oak hickory maple mix, which is a little bit more subtle in your charcoal, but, you know, they're not generally really overpowering, uh, although sometimes they can be, and some people are more sensitive to it than others. But generally with the charcoal, you can pretty much, with any of the charcoals, add whatever wood chunks you're wanting to flavor your your meat with, whether it's a pecan, a, a peach, an apple, um, whatever, you know, you want a heavier oak or uh, hickory flavor adding those. Now I do use chunks and not chips. You know, I, there's no need to soak because uh, you know, before the smoke can come out of that wood, it has to evaporate all of the moisture that you put in if you've soaked your chips. <clears throat> I, you know, listen, if you like soaking your chips and you want to throw those on there and and do that, that's fine. but I would really encourage you to get chunks grab two or three chunks of whatever it is wood. Usually they're baseball size, maybe a little bit smaller Um, and throw those on your charcoal after you get it lit and let that burn and really develop a good smoke. And I think you'll find, you know, if you're really wanting a certain smoke profile, that will probably give you your best results. So try that and let me know what you think. But, you know, other than that, you know, trying different woods with different things. You know, I, one question I get asked a lot, believe it or not, is, is with sassafras. What do you use sassafras for? And I think it goes really well with beef and chicken. And so that's, you know, if someone's going to use sassafras, when I've used sassafras, that, that's what I've, you know, used it with is with beef and with chicken. I think it goes, it it's really good with all of those. Um. But probably I think one of the most underrated woods when it comes to smoking is, is alder. I love smoking with alder. It's, it's like a super subtle mesquite. And I, and I almost hesitate to even say that it's, it's unique in and of itself. It's very subtle, but it's really good, especially when it comes to fish and poultry. And so if you really want to get a good smoke flavor, on something that can absorb it, but you don't want to overpower it, Uh, you know, especially when it comes to chicken and, and really when it comes to fish and things like salmon, alder is my go-to absolute, just my first pick hands down. I want some alder wood when it comes to that. So Uh, so that, you know, something for folks to try. It's not always easy to find. It seems like here lately, certain woods have been more difficult to find than others. Certain stores sell it, certain stores don't. And so sometimes you're limited just to what you can find and what you have on hand. Generally, pecan, you know, is available. The apple wood, you know, is, is usually available. Um, you know, I haven't had a problem finding those two without any issues. Uh, but you know, try the peach, try the persimmon. That's you know, that's <clears throat> I tell you, uh, mix pecan and persimmon if you're doing something like wild game, whether it's it's deer or elk or antelope, it, it it's it's awesome. You, you know, even with a smoking a rabbit or something like that, uh, yeah, persimmon. Is is an awesome wood for that kind of flavor. So, um, definitely something that I would recommend you give a shot give give it a shot and see what you think. Um. So, anyway, with that said, let's uh, hear a little bit from our sponsor, Kick Ash Basket. Go to kickashbasket.com for all your grilling accessory needs. They have some of the best insulated gloves that you can find. And of course, regardless of the grill you've got, whether it is a Weber, whether it is a PK grill, whether it is a Kamadu grill of some type, a ceramic grill, they have a charcoal basket to help manage your fire and improve airflow. And the Kick-Ash can to catch all that ash and make cleanup just so much easier. It just makes life easier. It makes grilling easier, and there's not this. Oh, I'd love to go out and fire the grill, but you know I don't want to have to clean it out first. It, it just it, it takes away so much work, right? It, it, when you when you just do things smarter rather than harder. And so check out kickashbasket.com. All right, folks, let's talk about salmon for just a minute because I want to, we actually cook some salmon. My wife's birthday was this past week and she had gotten this two and a half pound filet of salmon. It was skin on, which is fine. That's all well and good. And, and there's several ways that we do salmon and they always turn out great, but you know, a lot of folks can be intimidated a little bit, I think, by salmon because it, it is easy to overcook. Now, I've learned my oven, right? Even though we're having some issues with our oven, I've learned our oven. And of course, obviously, I know the grill. And so I have pretty much know that I can set, whether it's the big green egg at 400 degrees or my oven at 400 degrees, that I can cook salmon for 20 minutes on the dot and it is it is perfect it's done it is just right where i want it to be i can probe it and it's going to be right at that 135 to 140 range internal temp which i, I love and you know for those who have sight You know, when you're looking at salmon, when you start to see these little white bubbles start to pop out the side of that salmon fillet, that it's done. You know, it's good to go. And if you go much longer than that, you're you're really going to overcook the salmon. And so, you know, that that's what I've learned. Um, You know, there'll be some ovens where some people are going to have to make some adjustments. Cook it maybe 18 minutes, maybe 22 minutes. At 400 degrees but I I think you're gonna find that um, you know if you you stick within yeah I would say that four minute range that you're gonna have some really good salmon and the same is true with with the egg and again alder is my go-to when it comes you know I, I fill up use my Fogo charcoal fill up the uh the big green egg if I if I if it needs it, and if I know I'm cooking salmon, with a salmon plank, you, with a salmon, yeah, with a plank, <laughs> uh, because you don't want those to catch on fire and, and burn up, and then you'll you run your food. It'll, you know, scorch your, your food and it will, you know, overcook it or burn it. So you want to soak your planks in water for a few hours before you cook, you know, two to four hours minimum, you know, to minimum two hours, if at all possible. I try to go four or a little more to really get that wood plank soaked up. And I know cedar planks are pretty common and popular with a lot of folks. You go to restaurants, they've got cedar planks, this or that. But, uh, you know, you can get alder planks. And I, again, I love alder when it comes to fish and and and, and poultry and things like that. And of course, you know salmon is not the only thing you can plank. We'll <clears throat> we can talk about that on uh, you know future episodes. But you know when it comes to the salmon, th- there's really not a lot of prep. The, now there's all kinds of things that you can try, and that's the great thing. You know, salmon is really good for for trying things, but you don't want to overseason it. You really want the flavor of the salmon itself. But probably my Biggest tip when it comes to cooking salmon is buying the duck fat spray. Get the duck fat spray. Spray down, you know, the the side you're going to season. You don't have to worry about the skin side, but, uh, you know, when you got that filet, unless it's, you know, if it isn't, uh, if it doesn't have the skin on it, then go ahead and, you know, do both sides. But give a little spray of that duck fat and then, Seasoning it up, there's a lot of there's so many options out there. A lot of rubs that people like it, but I'm gonna tell you right now, it's gonna be hard to beat a little bit of salt, pepper, and brown sugar. Maybe a little bit of lemon juice, but salt, pepper, and brown sugar is, is hard to beat when it comes to salmon. Now, this past week with my wife's salmon that we cooked, I actually after sprayed it with the duck fat, I actually put a little bit of coat of Cavender's Greek seasoning on it. And, and then grabbed a scoop of brown sugar and kind of dusted the top of it with a pretty good dusting of brown sugar across the top. And, uh, yeah, cooked it, you know, at 400 degrees for 20 minutes. And, uh, you know, you can do a wood plank. Like I said, if you're doing in the grill, that that's a great way to do it. You can do it directly on the grill. That's not a problem. You can do it in a cast iron skillet. And if you're doing it in the oven, I do recommend doing it in a cast iron skillet. Spray that skillet with some duck fat, you know, to uh, kind of make it nonstick, a little oil in the bottom, a little duck fat in the bottom. And stick your fillets in that skillet and then stick it in the oven right? So maybe, you know, you're not, you're not going to be grilling. You don't have a grill or it's too cold to grill, but you've got these, the salmon you want to cook, get your oven to 400 degrees, grab a cast iron skillet and uh, put it in the cast iron skillet and cook it for, again, 18 to 22 minutes, depending on your oven at 400 degrees, you're going to have some amazing, amazing salmon. And it's one of those things that just a simple meal, you know, if you wanted some uh, you know, some greens or something to go with it, whether it's a salad or uh, asparagus, maybe saute some asparagus. Sauteed green beans are always good with something like that. But we generally just get uh, some type of rice and make some homemade garlic cheddar biscuits. You know, a little and yeah, man, it's just an amazing meal. It's, it, it's awesome. But here's the one thing I haven't tried yet. And this is something that if you guys, uh, maybe who are out there who have tried it, you want to let me know what you think about it. I I would be real curious. And that is salmon in the air fryer. I haven't done this yet. I'm probably, you know, we've got some leftovers. And so I'm probably going to heat up some salmon in the air fryer and give that a try. But what about cooking it in the air fryer? I haven't done that. And so if there's some folks out there who have, uh, and uh, you want to shoot me an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com go for it. We'd, I'd love to hear what you think. Now, we have done it in the sous vide, and usually I go to about 135 in the, on the sous vide of salmon. And, uh, you know, after, you know, it's it has been in the sous vide for, you know, an hour or two, when I take it out, I'll sear it just real quick, whether it's in a hot skillet or with a sous vide gun or something like that, you know, give it a quick sear. But, you know, so we've we we've, we've sous vide salmon and we love it. We've cooked it in the oven. We love it. We've cooked it on the grill and we love it. You know, we just really like salmon and it, there's always a little something different in, in all of those ways of cooking. And so, uh, you know, give it a try. Yeah, I think you guys will, if you like salmon, um, and maybe you've been intimidated or you think oh you know you've always overcooked it. You, know, you can always you know lower the temp and just look for an internal temperature and use a probe and stick a probe in it and wait till it comes up to you know that 135 to 140. And you know then you can go from there. you can make some adjustments but uh, well we love salmon and that's what my wife wanted for her birthday and so that's what we cooked. And, uh, actually my sister-in-law, Michelle's sister showed up, surprised her for her birthday and, and she got to eat with us and, uh, she, she loves salmon and, uh, she seemed very complimentary of the salmon that I made. So, uh, I felt pretty good about it. You know, you always wonder how other folks are going to like it. And when you get someone who, you know, who loves a certain food and then you, then you just so happens, that's what you're cooking for them. Um. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> you get a little worried. You know, I don't know if they're going to like it or not. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it seemed like things went well there. She really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I think if you guys kind of follow that, th- those steps when it comes to salmon, I think you'll enjoy it as well. Again, folks, the email blindgrilling at gmail.com. What you guys been up to? How's it been going, man? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it it's been kind of a i'm keeping busy i got a lot of things to do with work and which is great i love it but um you know it, it sometimes makes it difficult to do you know some of the other things that i have kind of put on my plate and get going but uh getting through it we're working through it all right and uh you know just taking some deep deep breaths as you know, to, to get through the wing. So, so it's all good. It's all good. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in to the Blind Drilling Experience. Remember, if you're looking, you ain't cooking.